Howdy Ags, welcome to a very special episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop. We've got a special guest here as well with us today, uh, the Executive Director of the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University, Blake Petty. Howdy Ags, Blake Petty, Class of 98. Whoop. Whoop. I got to tell you, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. I got two 98 grads here, a little, little old class of 2001, but it's been an amazing season for Aggie Growth Hacks, and, and we're just so excited to, to share this with you and to share today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Today is a very exciting day. We are actually dropping this episode three days before the Holy Grail or one of the Holy Grail celebrations of Aggie entrepreneurship, and that is the Aggie 100 celebration. This year is going to be a very special event because, as you all know, we had a little thing called COVID last year, and so we couldn't come together. Blake, you want to give us a little behind-the-scenes peek of what you and your team have cooked up for this amazing celebration? I do, and I can talk for hours about <laughs> our Aggie 100 signature program for the McFerrin Center and for Texas A&M. Some people may not realize that Texas A&M was actually the originator, the founder of a school-based uh, recognition program for entrepreneurs. So the Aggie 100 uh, annually recognizes the 100 fastest growing Aggie owned or Aggie led companies and Aggie Growth Hacks actually profiles a lot of these Aggie 100 winners. Now, last year was a strange year. We still held an Aggie 100. We just couldn't have the event on campus where we really get to celebrate that tradition of Aggie entrepreneurial success. We bring them back to campus. We introduce them to today's current crop of Aggie entrepreneurs and really get them re engaged in our ecosystem here on campus. Obviously, we couldn't do that. We did have a virtual celebration. We sent everybody an Aggie 100 in a box party and um, uh, sent that out to all of our honorees. And we did as well as we could virtually. But this year, we're really excited to be back on campus. October 22nd, we're going to be hosting our 2021 um, uh, Aggie 100 class, but we're also going to throw a bone to our 2020 honorees. So they're invited to come this year as well. They'll be recognized as well. And they get a little bit of that, uh, that celebration, that party with us. And I know that there's a the significant amount of them that are at 2020 and 2021 winners. So we are just so excited. I, I think that this is just something that, that I enjoy so much because everybody in that room realizes how difficult entrepreneurship and what it takes to be one of the fastest growing ag entrepreneurs. And we just come and we're able to celebrate and encourage and support one another, which is when, when Chris and I started talking about what are we going to do for a podcast? You know, how awesome would it be to have ag entrepreneurs come together to support one another and encourage one another. And over the last three seasons, we've seen some amazing examples and some pretty daggone amazing entrepreneurs just show us and, and be say, hey, here's some of the traits that made us successful and to share it with us. So Chris, I, I'm going to put you on the spot here. And we had 12 amazing guests in season three. And I, I know that each one of us took something special away from everyone. What was what was a couple of things, uh, one thing that you maybe took away that was most impactful for you? Well, you know, I I went back and listened to every single one of our episodes, which was actually an interesting exercise, you know, and I have to say, you know, I, I came out with about three or four of them. Okay. So the, the first one that I want to throw out there is from Nathan Tynart, uh with uh, Greystone International. He said, run with people running your own pace or faster. Or faster. Right? Yeah, I remember my, that. my biggest takeaway from that episode, and it still holds true, true today that, you know, that's such an important thing to do. 
Um, and as an entrepreneur, you know, sometimes we get stuck out on islands and we don't have anyone to talk about our problems with. So, you know, joining, you know, an organization like, you know, EO entrepreneurs organization or something like that, you know, is super, super important so that you're talking with and talking through some of the problems that you encounter on a day-to-day basis, uh, as an entrepreneur. So that's super important. Number two for me was from Noah Labhart with variable. And this is such a simple one. And Every single one of us can do it. Get up early. Get up early and take care of it. Start taking care of business. Get your day in order and be able to, guess what? Block and tackle, right? That's my favorite thing in the entire world is blocking. And- I knew you were going to say that. I knew. I, knew, <laughs> I, I was going to say how many times is Chris going to say blocking? Because I mean, that's, but, but you <laughs> preach that, but, but you've also lived that in your business. Yeah. That's how it's successful. But one caveat, let's define early. We, we've got we've got one entrepreneur uh, coming up in season four that she starts her day at four o'clock in the morning. Mm. That's too early. I was impressed with I was impressed with Noah's 5 a.m. But you know what impressed me even more about Noah? I, I didn't realize this until I heard him on the podcast. His email address, how do you reach Noah Labhart? It's howdy at variableops.com. I love anybody with a howdy handle for their email. Yep. I love it. Like, what's a couple that really struck you? All right. So I've got my cheat notes here because I also went through all of them. I, I captured highlights out of each. And uh, one of the ones that really stuck out to me was Corey Whitaker from uh, Bowie Capital. He said something that was really subtle, but really impacted me. He said, you know, making life easier and more efficient for your customer, that might consume a lot of your energy, your time, your effort for your company, but do it anyway. Right. It's really profound. Right. It, it, there are a lot of things that our customers may expect of us and ask us to do and becomes a bit of a chore for us. Do it anyway. That's what your customer needs. That's what they're looking for. And I thought Corey was was spot on with that. And I think with Corey's story of just saying, you know, what we do is so hard, but I make it look easy. And that helps. That gives the, their customers a lot of confidence. Yeah. So one of the things that, of course, this is very timely as as we are, we are filming this and and there's a lot of challenges and a lot of unknown that's going on in Afghanistan right now, but we actually kicked the season off with Keith Allen East, who showed a lot of creativity, a lot of tenacity to build a company, Rumi Spice, that is in a is in Afghanistan, that's in a conflict area. So to, to have an entrepreneur spirit to be able to, to look at something and be like, I know that this is challenging and, and I don't know how this is going to work out. But we're going to do that anyway because it's the right thing to do and it's the right thing to help the people around. So I, I really appreciated Keith's uh, insight as well. Yeah, and everything that's been going on in in Afghanistan, I've actually been wondering how his business is is handling with everything. You know, uh, he set up his business based off of a lot of uh, women uh, that that worked in in you know works in his uh, manufacturing plants. You know, so I've. Very, very curious how the Taliban has really, you know, cracked down on that kind of stuff. But remember, we asked him about that and he said, look, yeah. we're, we're building something that has zero government backing. So it doesn't matter who sits in the palace in Kabul. It's a matter of saying, how can, how can we build something so that entrepreneurs in those communities want to continue to be better? So it'd be really, really good to have him follow up on them. Absolutely. I'd love to hear back from him. What else you got, Chris? Um, so I've got a, uh, one other one uh, from Adrian Guzman. And this is a, uh, with, uh, by the way, Helio wave. So this one was very interesting because it actually ties right back to the McFerrin center and actually to a quote from Blake here. And he was talking about being a little bit too close to your product or your service. And he called it ugly baby syndrome. The ugly that, just, baby. <laughs> that, that just one, it cracked me up, but two, 
you know, it's, it's so true. We as entrepreneurs get so stuck, you know, in, into an idea that we're in, and, and we don't take enough of a step backwards. And of course, Blake, you can, you can correct me on all this since you're the one teaching all this stuff. But, you know, I think that, that personally, I've, I personally has got, have gotten way too close to products and services myself and had that same issue with, you know, what was it called? Ugly baby syndrome. That's right. No, I, we see that all the time with entrepreneurs that are in love with their baby. And, you know, in, in some sense, rightfully so. You want them to have that passion for and protection of their idea. But uh, like you said, and as Adrian pointed out, the ugly baby syndrome can take you down a lot of very, very ugly pathways as well. And so recognizing that the rest of the world may not think your baby is all that cute is a really, really important factor for uh, for entrepreneurs to understand. I was... Uh, I, I was also inspired by Rob Davis with Critical Start. Um, I, you guys asked him point blank. So you got into cybersecurity. Why? Why, why was this a passion of yours? And I think he, he even indicated that perhaps it wasn't such a passion for him, except that he was working in a job he was a little bit bored with and was having to deal with one of their cybersecurity attacks. And he took that as, you know what? I bet I could do this better. I could, I could do, do it, it better for, for more companies out there. <laughs> yeah. And and he he launches off on his own, turns it into a hundred million dollar company. And I, I mean, there's there's the power of entrepreneurship, identifying and and exploiting an opportunity, and that that really inspired me. Well, one of the things that I remember that struck me the most as we're talking through the season was Mike Watts with Love Handles, and I, I loved his story. I loved his story about being in Vegas and and all just the wildness that came with that. But I was really struck by the tenacity. I mean, the, this guy straight up said, I took, what was it, a half a million dollars of product and pushed it into the dump. Flushed it. Can't, it, can, it, was, yeah. it was terrible. Couldn't be used. Couldn't, be, couldn't even be recycled. Yeah. And how do you come back from that? I mean, you've got to have such tenacity and such belief in yourself. And, and again, that goes back to, you know, believing in your company, believing what you stand for, even when no one else does. Wow. That's, yeah. and Wow. And, and one of the things that struck out to me with him also is that, you know, and, and it was just a simple thing that he he's noted and it kind of goes right back to that. What you just said there is that look at your goals, big goals every single day, you know, um, which I think is just something that a lot of entrepreneurs, we get so stuck and, and you know, we, we, we have the blinders on and we're not really thinking about the big goals and what we can do today to go towards those big goals. And I think that what he was thinking when he flushed down all of that, you know, product is, is the big goal, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think that went a long way there. Truth. We're going to roll right now and have a break and hear a message from our sponsor. So I, I had one other one and uh, T Murph, Terrence Murphy, right? <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> one, one, one of my favorite uh, episodes here and interviews and, and his was, was pretty simple when I asked him, how in the world do you manage 20 companies? How in the world does anyone manage 20, 20 companies? And he said, it's simple, EOS, Entrepreneur's Operating System, yep. right? Um, and it's, it's something that I learned, you know, three or four years ago and have implemented in my business as well as, you know, a few nonprofit organizations that I'm working with inside of, you know, not, not working with, but inside of, and, uh, entrepreneurs operating system is really fascinating how it can transform an entire organization. So, you know, that to me was the big takeaway that I took away from Terrence. 
Hey, I'll speak to one of the other things that seemed to actually be a thread across a lot of your guests through season three, and that had to do with recruiting and keeping the right talent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Specifically, Greg Gay at Assurant, he 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 had a quote that, frankly, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a meme. It's gonna go on my wall. He said, "Recruiting A level talent brings A level results. If you recruit the B's and C's, you're gonna get B's and C's results." Right? How how simple and straightforward, but meaningful. Is that and uh, and and something that of course it's easy to say it's easy to put on my wall it's a little bit harder to actually execute on that a little bit harder to strike that check yeah to bring that A level but but I think like he talked about is like look that's what we needed in order to get to the next step and the people that they were great people loved them took the company to where it was but they weren't the people to take the company where it needed to go and how hard as a, as a, as a visionary as an entrepreneur for you to say that and execute it right. That, that's pretty cool. Well, what, one of the most memorable events and, and the most memorable interviews we had was with Jared Pollard with Wildernex. I mean, I, I don't think that anyone ever came close to saying that they'd ra- wrangled an alligator before. <laughs> and so it was something that I sure, I sure as hell will never do. <laughs> I mean, I'll call Jared on speed dial for that. <laughs> but, but just that again, to realize that you sometimes you just have to be tough mm. And pulling an eight foot alligator out of a living room is tough. I don't care who you are. You better be courageous <laughs> you better if that's be. going to be your oh, yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, definitely for him, not for me. Yeah, either. no, definitely not. I, I, I loved how um, Aggie Growth Hacks always address some of the issues unique to the pandemic. The, the fact that, you know, we've all been impacted by this in, in, in whatever way you, you, you gathered growth hacks outside of pandemic. And then you also address the ones. So what, what have you really done during the last 18 months that uh, you, you are at least hopeful that, <laughs> that, that it's going to pay off? Uh, Jeff Sampson with Elevate Marketing really, really nailed it when he suggested that he doubled down during the pandemic on the human component of his business, mm-hmm. the professional development of his team, making sure that he had the, the right people in the right seats and and working to develop them as hard and fast as he could, because as he sees it coming out of this pandemic, that's going to make him the differentiator in, uh, in his business. And I think he's already reaping benefits from that. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And overall, I think that if you could say this entire season, what are the different characteristics that and we talked about? And one of the, the, the last one that, that really struck me the most was Brittany Lampier, Lampier CPA, and, and selfless service and, and how she and her husband designed their CPA firm to be to be the true advisors to those entrepreneurs. And, and I think that that's, that's obviously been very well for her because she's one of the fastest growing ag entrepreneurs. But throughout this entire conversation today and throughout the season, I mean, you talk about traits and, and yes, these are traits of entrepreneurs, but these are traits of Aggies. Yeah. These are traits that, that we all learn going to Midnight Yell. And I mean, shoot, obviously we learn them at Kyle Field because everybody loved Kyle right. Field, <laughs> you know, but, but these are things that just being an Aggie and being just part of this family, that is what sets Aggie entrepreneurs apart from other entrepreneurs. Chris, I, I don't know what, what you think about that or if there's any big overarching themes that you saw. No, I, I 100% agree with that. You know, um, one of the things that, that we're taught as Aggies, you know, is tenacity. And that was one thing that, that did come through, you know, you already mentioned that. And it was one of the reasons that, what was the saying from uh, Patton, right? Uh, uh, Patton, I'll, I'll, I'll give me a, a you, you're an army guy. You know this better than I do, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was, give me a, 
an army full of West points and I'll win the battle. Give me a handful of Aggies and I'll win the war. Right. Right. And that speaks to that tenacity. You know, that's one thing that, that really has struck me not only in this season, but in prior seasons as well with every Aggie entrepreneur that, that we have talked with and met is that, that tenacity to, to push through the hard times, right. And not give up. And that's super, super important as not only uh, an Aggie, but as an entrepreneur, you know? And so that's, one of the overarching themes that I saw, of course, I saw lots of things, including, you know, like I'm going to say it again, block and tackle. <laughs> block and <right>? attack. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, but, you know, things like systems, we had several people in our interviews that talked about having the right systems in place. And, and that's a huge part of entrepreneurs operating system, you know, as well as RPRS, right person, right seat. So big overarching themes through throughout this entire season. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy meeting all of these Aggie entrepreneurs uh, and day in, day out. How about you, Blake? As you listened to all the episodes, what was the big overarching thing that that you saw come from it all? Well, n- not to not to just keep saying it, but I'm I'm going to hammer that nail in the tenacity. I I, I want to comment actually on uh, the success that Aggie Growth Hacks as a podcast. You also are a startup. You also are new at. But this. we're a beautiful baby. Uh, we're very, not ugly. <laughs> very um ugly transition to, to to beautiful baby at this point, but. But you, you've um, you've faced some of those struggles. Uh, need I remind us of season one and the experiment at Kyle Field with the uh, trying to trying to record a podcast while they were doing sound checks? And uh, I mean, we've we've had our bumps in the road. Had the uh, tenacity to go through it to to fight through it. And I'm I'm really proud that the that the podcast has um, has has gained the traction that it has has impacted the way that it has. I know that your guests and the listeners are are um, are gaining a lot of value out of this. And it just makes me even more excited for season four. All right. Well, that on that high note, we are going to wrap up season three. Thank you so much, Ags, for sharing this journey with us. And we are so excited to bring you season four. Um, so make sure that you are subscribed to Aggie Growth Hacks on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you found us. And we're going to be dropping uh, season four on November 9th. So just a few weeks away, what Chris and I have got cooked up for season four is going to be pretty spectacular. Of course, we're going to be talking with a lot of the Aggie 100 nominees and the winners from 2020, but also 2021 celebrating those Ags. Uh, we're actually having more Aggie entrepreneurs reach out to us that that maybe they're Aggie 100 winners, maybe they're not, but we're able to to highlight and spotlight Aggie entrepreneurs that, that are maybe outside of Bryan College Station. So so if that's something that if you're an Aggie entrepreneur and you would allow us to, to share your story, we definitely want, want to connect with you. But I think most impactful is that we're going to continue to connect and we're going to bring Aggie entrepreneurs together to allow you to encourage and support and help one another outside of the formal structure of Aggie Growth Hacks. I mean, because that's what it's all about, Ags. It is about serving and supporting one another through the, the trials that is entrepreneurship, but then also celebrating and encouraging one another when we all succeed. So on, on behalf of Chris Hunter and Blake Petty, I'm Greg Martin. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we can't wait to see you in season four. Thanks and gig them. Whoop.